You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, it's Sarah, and I want to welcome you personally to this very special edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. This is a new series that we just started, and we are so excited to introduce you to Moments with Maria. This series is a shorter version of the podcast. Maria touches upon words of advice and wisdom and encouragement that are shared by the members of our community, for the members of our community, and to all of you beyond. So without further ado, let's welcome Maria. Hello and welcome. My name is Maria Lees. I'm the content writer for Team Sarah Box. And this is another one of our videos in our series in which different members of our Sarah Box community are joining me to share some advice, wisdom, or encouragement. Today, I am joined by Frank Ferencic, an internationally recognized leader in health and performance education. Frank, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. We are certainly glad to have you today, Frank. Would you mind just kind of sharing a little bit more about yourself and the work that you're doing? Right. Well, I've been an athlete and a martial artist for most of my life, and I'm very much interested in the human body and the history of the human body and human performance and all these things. So it... um, it all comes together in the study of stress because that's right at the at the interface between mind and body. And that turns out to be a really fruitful exploration. And that's that's one of the things that uh, really excites me when I work with people. So, yeah, I bet. And I'm sure that's such a helpful thing to dive into with the people that you work with, too. I know. For myself and most of the people in my life, stress is something that's continuously coming up as, you know, this is an issue we need to readdress. So I'm sure that the work that you're doing is so helpful in that area. All right, well, let's get into it. I know you've joined me today to teach our community about the power of reframes. So I would love if you could just kind of take the floor and share with with us what you mean by that. Right. Well, (laughs) I think that most of our listeners and viewers will be a little bit familiar with the stress response and the autonomic nervous system and the idea that there's two branches to that system and that one side works our fight flight system and the other side works our rest and digest or feed and breed system in the body. And this is pretty well recognized. And we, in general, we know the anatomy, we know the physiology, and all of these things coming together. And we know about some of the practices. So we know about meditation, we know about the value of exercise and sleep, and these things are all really valuable. Mm -hmm. But for me, the thing that lies at the top of the autonomic nervous system is the the brain, the mind, the the, um, limbic system. And this is where we can have the most impact, because if we can reframe our experience and give it new 
kinds of meaning, then we can kind of leapfrog over a lot of the stress that we experience. And sometimes a small shift in meaning and story narrative, small shift can add up to some really big changes. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. So when you when you speak about reframing particular situations or experiences, can you kind of give an example of what that could look like? Right. Well, the first reframe for me is maybe the most powerful. The idea that stress is a frenemy. And this is something that does not come up in the popular press because we're we're accustomed to thinking of stress simply as an enemy. And the idea is we want to stress proof our lives. We want to make stress go away and abolish stress. You see this all over the popular media. And that's not a very accurate description of what's going on in the body. And in fact, stress it can be incredibly beneficial for people when you are moderately stressed, lightly stressed, memory works better, cognition works better, all of these things work better. So what you have to see is an inverse U curve of benefit. A little bit of stress is good, a little bit more is better, and then you go over a tipping point and then it becomes toxic. So that's the uh, the pattern that we need to honor and recognize. So stress is a frenemy. Once you reframe it that way, you start to look for ways to take advantage of the stress in your life and maybe even welcome it in. Wow. You know, I have to be honest with you. When you started sharing that, I very much resonated with, yes, I have definitely viewed stress as only bad. How do we, how do we get rid of it? And, and I like that idea of reframing it, that it can be something that's actually helpful, you know, in appropriate doses um, in our lives. Well, this is something that of everybody works with people and the human animal, the, the teachers who are most influential on this are athletic coaches because they understand this at a really high level. They know that they need to stress their athletes to just the right degree. So the idea is not to avoid stress. The, the idea is to be precise in the way we apply stress, the way we experience stress. So you take your athletes or your workers or the other people in your life and you try, you look for precision stress, and then followed with deep relaxation. That's the ideal formula that comes from viewing stress as a frenemy. So it, it really works when you do it right. I believe that. So when you are working with individuals kind of in this area, how do you, how do you, you know, go about or suggest to them ways of taking their stress and using it as a tool? Right. Well, I think the realization that stress is beneficial is foundational here. And a lot of people have never even heard that idea before. So educating people on that and then listening to find out where they might be on that inverse U curve. And if people are talking about being bored, they're obviously too far on the left side of the curve. They don't have enough stress in their life. They want more stress. So you can hear that in the stories they tell. If they talk about being energized and challenged and maybe a lightly stressed, you can hear that in the stories as well. But when they go over the top of the curve, their stories change. And now you start to hear things about 
uh, dark humor. You hear things about helplessness. Their stories now are more, uh, they're more desperate. They talk about losing pleasure in normal activities. They are less likely to try new things. And if you hear these patterns, then you can help people. You can say, well, you need more, you need less. You have to uh, be a little bit more precise in the stress that you take on. Hmm. You know, that makes a lot of sense that you would be able to kind of perceive just in, in what people are saying, what they're sharing. It's almost those, you know, they're not intentionally saying something, ex- you know, explicitly, but those implied messages are there that can kind of help you interpret where they're at with that. Right. Yeah. Now there's another reframe that I find to be incredibly powerful, especially at this moment in history, because we are all up against this ecological crisis that affects basically the entire biosphere, the entire planet. And a lot of people are complaining now about anxiety and depression and despair and this entire quagmire that people are falling into they don't know how to deal with it because we have no training for this so what i tell people right up front is that you are not diseased the reaction that you are having is entirely consistent with an animal living in a highly stressful alien environment and i think what happens is that people take on more than they should. So if I'm feeling anxious and depressed and unhappy, I'm pretty quick to blame myself. There's something wrong with me. I am defective in some way. And I think a lot of people take on more than they should. We live in this culture that's highly individualized, highly narcissistic. And so we blame ourselves. I feel anxious. I feel stressed. I feel depressed. But You're an animal living in an alien environment. Of course you feel that way. And as soon as I tell people you are not diseased, that changes everything. Because now it's like, yeah, well, of course. Now I can pay attention to the setting, the context, the environment that I'm living in. And your unhappiness, your stress, your anxiety has a different kind of meaning. So where do you go from there? You know, when people recognize that their environment might be contributing to the feelings of anxiety or depression or stress, what's the next step? Well, that's the great question because you feel these things. And what a lot of therapists and coaches are saying now is like action is the antidote to despair, antidote to anxiety, whatever it is. So acting in the world, becoming an activist, trying to work on the system in whatever way you can, rather than just hanging out with your your distress. So action is the antidote there. And I encourage people to do whatever they can in whatever place they are in life to move from there. I love that. Action is the antidote. That's such a powerful message. Well, in the interest of time frame, thank you so much for all that you've shared today. But before we go, if you had to leave our community with one final message or a few quick parting words, what would they be? (laughs) Well, one of my favorite reframes came from a uh, writer performer who used to be on NPR, Garrison Keillor. And he had a, a little 
quip that he used to share. He said, nothing bad ever happens to a writer. It's all material. And I just love that because when these things seem to fall out of the sky on our heads and apparently bad things happen, you can reframe those. You, this is material for better stories, material for new ways to see the world. Nothing bad ever happens to us. It's all material. You can be creative. I love that reframe. I agree with you a thousand percent. I love that as well. It makes it a lot easier to handle the hard things when you can when you can shift your mind and look for how can I use this? How can I grow from this? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Builds resiliency. Well, as always, thanks to those who've carved out a few minutes to sit with us today and stay tuned for more encouraging and uplifting videos coming your way. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.